This is the Bible in One Year, Day 77. Saviour. The world is looking for a saviour. The Canadian musician Lights expressed this in the lyrics of her song, Saviour. The night is deafening when the silence is listening, and I'm down on my knees, and I know that something is missing. Sooner than later, I'll need a saviour. I'll need a saviour. Lecrae Moore is a rapper, entrepreneur, record producer and actor. He speaks for many of us when he says, I'm not a Christian because I'm strong and have it all together. I'm a Christian because I'm weak and admit I need a saviour. The amazing truth of Christianity is that in Jesus, you do have a saviour. How should you respond to this extraordinary good news? Psalm 35 Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armour. Arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to me, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Since they hid their net for me without cause, and without cause dug a pit for me, May ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and the needy from those who rob them. Call out to God, your Saviour. At any time, you can call out to God for help. Life is a battle. If we fly God's flag, there are bound to be those who will be out to get us. David prays that God would contend with those who contend against him. He prays, fight against those who fight against me. Arise and come to my aid. Say to me, I am your salvation. Or as the message puts it, reassure me. Let me hear you say, I'll save you. When you're under attack, it's easy to feel that it must be your fault. But twice, David repeats that their desire to trap him is without cause. Sometimes you may face opposition, not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. David prays to God to rescue him. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. Your enemies may be stronger than you, David faced hecklers, bullies, and thugs trying to knife him in the back. But God is the Saviour who rescues and protects the unprotected. God's ultimate rescue is the salvation that is in Jesus. I love the song written by Ben Fielding and Ruben Morgan that celebrates this salvation. Let's use these words as prayer and worship. Saviour, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save, forever author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave.
New Testament, Luke 2. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Look to Jesus as your Saviour. Jesus is the Saviour of the world. The angel had announced the birth of a Saviour. In this passage, we see how on the eighth day he was named Jesus, which means the Lord saves. His parents take him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of all the offerings and sacrifices we read about in the Old Testament. First, look to Jesus to receive peace. Simeon takes Jesus in his arms and says to the Lord, My eyes have seen your salvation. To see Jesus is to see salvation. Seeing Jesus gives Simeon peace. Second, look to Jesus to see what God is like. Jesus is the light that reveals God. He's a light for revelation to the Gentiles. It's impossible to know God unless he reveals himself to us. Yet God has done just that in Jesus. Jesus shows us what God is like. 
Jesus said, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. Jesus fully reveals God for everyone. Third, look to Jesus for grace and truth. Jesus is the light who brings glory, the glory of your people Israel. The word glory speaks of God's excellence, beauty, greatness and perfection. God is glorious. Israel had glory because God had lived among them, first in the tabernacle in the desert, as is written about in today's Old Testament passage, and then in the temple in Jerusalem. With Jesus, Israel came to see God's glory in its truest and fullest sense. As John writes of Jesus, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus brings glory to Israel and to us, because Jesus is God coming to live among us. Tragically, though, many people reject the revelation and glory of God that we see in Jesus. Simeon prophesies about this. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Being so closely associated with Jesus brings great blessing, but also suffering. Maybe you have a family member, a close friend, or someone else you really care about who is either antagonistic to Jesus or simply not interested. When we see people reject Jesus, we get a tiny glimpse of what Mary must have experienced. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. This great suffering of Mary lay in the future. In the meantime, she had the joy of seeing Jesus growing up and becoming strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Wisdom and grace are characteristics of the Saviour that we should seek to imitate in our own lives. Lord, give me eyes like Simeon to see your salvation in the world today. Give me grace and wisdom today in all my decisions, meetings, and conversations. Old Testament, number seven. When Moses finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed and consecrated it and all its furnishings. He also anointed and consecrated the altar and all its utensils. Then the leaders of Israel, the heads of families who were the tribal leaders in charge of those who were counted, made offerings. They brought as their gifts before the Lord six covered carts and twelve oxen, an ox from each leader and a cart from every two. These they presented before the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses, Accept these from them, that they may be used in the work at the tent of meeting. Give them to the Levites as each man's work requires. So Moses took the carts and oxen and gave them to the Levites. He gave two carts and four oxen to the Gershonites as their work required, and he gave four carts and eight oxen to the Merarites as their work required. They were all under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. But Moses did not give any to the Kohathites, because they were to carry on their shoulders the holy things for which they were responsible. When the altar was anointed, the leaders brought their offerings for its dedication and presented them before the altar. For the Lord had said to Moses, Each day one leader is to bring his offering for the dedication of the altar. The one who brought his offering on the first day was Nachshon, son of Aminadab, of the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl 
weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering. And two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Nashon, son of Aminadab. On the second day, Nathanel, son of Zuar, the leader of Issachar, brought his offering. The offering he brought was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels. And one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering. One gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense. One young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. And two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. To be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Nathanael, son of Zuar. On the third day, Elihab, son of Helon, the leader of the people of Zebulon, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering. One gold dish weighing ten shekels, filled with incense. One young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Elihab, son of Helon. On the fourth day, Eliza, son of Shedia, the leader of the people of Reuben, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering. One gold dish weighing ten shekels, filled with incense. One young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Eliza, son of Shedia. On the fifth day, Shulumiel, son of Zurishadai, the leader of the people of Simeon, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams. Five male goats and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Shelumiel, son of Zurishadai. On the sixth day, Eliasaph, son of Duel, the leader of the people of Gad, brought his offering. 
His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Eliasaph, son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama, son of Amihud, the leader of the people of Ephraim, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Elishama, son of Amihud. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, son of Pedazah, the leader of the people of Manasseh, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Gamaliel, son of Padazza. On the ninth day, Abidan, son of Gideonai, the leader of the people of Benjamin, brought his offering. His offering was one silver plate weighing a hundred and thirty shekels, and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing seventy shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with the finest flour mixed with olive oil as a grain offering, one gold dish weighing ten shekels, filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Abidan, son of Gideonai. Worship the Saviour of the world. Many new parents have a deep sense that God has given them their baby. And it must have been even more so for Mary and Joseph that day in the temple as they gave back to God the miracle baby he had given them. The birth of Jesus the Saviour was the most momentous event in history. Simeon takes Jesus in his arms and says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. Perhaps it's not surprising that the prophecies and preparations for the coming of Jesus were so extraordinarily detailed and elaborate. In this section of the book of Numbers, we discover how the tabernacle service was inaugurated. We read of each of the tribes making a voluntary offering. Each gave an equal share. They were given to God through his servant Moses. 
the whole people of God were involved in the inauguration of the tabernacle. At first, this passage might seem like needless technicalities for the modern reader. Yet, the presentation of extravagant gifts to God in the tabernacle is so beautifully mirrored by the presentation of Jesus in the temple. This Old Testament passage is not merely a bit of ancient accountancy. The occasion of these extravagant gifts is the completion and dedication of the tabernacle. The tabernacle was the symbolic place of God's presence with his people. The people give as a response to God's grace and presence among them. Their gifts are an expression of worship and thanksgiving to the Saviour. At the same time, though, these gifts are also part of the preparations for the final dedication of the tabernacle. They're making it fit for the presence of God. The elaborate preparations, the extravagance of the gifts, and the details of which the writer records them all point to what an amazing blessing it was for the Israelites to have the presence of God in their midst. All the offerings and sacrifices of the Lord Moses were but a preparation and a foreshadowing of the birth and death of the Saviour. The tabernacle pointed forward to something even greater. No longer does God dwell in a tent in our midst. He's come to live amongst us as one of us. Jesus is consecrated according to the law, but he would go on to fulfill the law's very purpose. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, many years later, Jesus, the Saviour, abolished the need for all the offerings and sacrifices of the Old Testament through the sacrifice of his body once for all. No wonder that when Simeon realized the baby in his arms was the saviour of the world, he praised God. Anna, likewise, gave thanks to God. Jesus, the saviour, is the focus of all our praise and thanksgiving. I love the words of another song, this one written by Ben Cantillon, which are an appropriate response in prayer and worship to everything we've read today about Jesus the Saviour. For he made us a way by which we have been saved. He's the Saviour of the world. So we lift up a shout for his fame and renown. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Saviour of the world. Pippa adds, There is nothing a parent likes more than to hear their child being praised. They must have been so thrilled, maybe a little amazed, by the extraordinary prophecies given by Simeon and Anna. But there's nothing more painful than to see your child suffer. In Luke 2 verse 35 it says, And a sword will pierce your own soul too. They were going to go through so much. But when the big picture was revealed, it would all have been worthwhile. <laughs> 